0: Mike, I, I'm going to ask you a favor. What's that, Alex? I want you to ask me a question. Any question.
1: Any question at all?
0: Yes. What question should I ask you? Is that your question? Yeah, cut. <laughs> okay. What question should you ask me? I'm checking the answer. Yes. Are you? Do you have a magic eight ball in front of you, Alex? Hang on. Signs point to yes.
1: Oh, my God. Wow, it's this actually... The, it works!
0: This is the high-quality content. <laughs> this is the beginning bit.
1: I just... Alex, last week was our first episode with the sponsor. We have not made enough money to start phoning it in this much yet.
0: Mike, what are you talking about? I've never... You are literally phoning in.
1: Yeah, uh-huh. Great. And play the play the drum riff. Da-da-da. Ah, man.
0: Yeah, actually, it's a funny story of why I have this eight ball... Um, did you did you find the eight ball? No, actually. No, no, it's not that funny. I actually, um, y- you know, I started doing d and D campaign with our friend Joe recently, and uh, yeah,
1: you told me about
0: that. Yes, um, and I never played before, so he helped me design my character, and I eventually decided to be a wizard. And I thought it would be a fun trait for my wizard to carry around a magic eight ball, and then I ordered it on Amazon, forgetting that, forgetting what was happening in the world right now. So it took a few weeks to get here, and by the time it did, we were well into the game, and I was like, well, it would be stupid to introduce it now. So I decided to use it for this bit on this episode of The Weekly Undertaking.
1: So your 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 logic was, wow, this Magic 8-Ball is too nerdy for my nerd friends. Might as well advertise it to the world.
0: <laughs> Let me show it to, to everyone, everyone listening. It's my Magic yeah. 8-Ball. <laughs> Yeah, I, I used uh, to I used yes, to have I, I used to have a magic eight ball when I was a kid, but I tried to bring it on an airplane and they threw it away.
1: Yeah, because I think there are like toxins in the magic
0: eight ball. Yeah, it's full I of think water. That's why
1: they're not allowed on planes and why you should not drink from a magic eight ball. Exactly. Official weekly undertaking warning.
0: Weekly undertaking warning. Don't drink f- the the magic eight ball uh, uh, Kool Aid. Don't drink the Kool Aid.
1: Don't drink the eight ball juice, okay, guys? It's just—it's not healthy.
0: <laughs> that's the new, yeah. That's the new saying. Welcome back, comrades, to the weekly undertaking. You remember we were uh, calling our—we were calling our listeners comrades for one episode, and that was fun. So I thought I'd. Yeah, it was. So I guess I guess we're bringing it back for well, now. I am. I am Mike. I'm Alex, and this podcast is about doing different things every week and then talking about them.
1: Yes, it sure is. And uh, we have, as you can probably tell from the horrible, horrible uh, voice quality that I have right now, we are not doing this in person. My as Alex mentioned, <laughs> the state of the world kind of prevents that at this moment.
0: That is correct. It's actually not horrible, Mike. It's, it's actually kind of half decent. I know you've been listening back to the episodes and it's nowhere near how it usually is. But you know, it's, it's passable.
1: Okay. No, I mean, it's. I, I think I'm understandable, but it's. It, it it sounds like I'm kind of in the back of someone's trunk, and I am being told very forcefully to to dissuade that idea from anyone listening.
0: Yes. No. It's that's not the case. He is not tied in the corner, and I uh, and having to kind of shout to the microphone. That's not what's happening. That that's not
1: specificity happening. is normal.
0: Exactly. At least well, it it is here. At least. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so how was your week, Alex? Well, Mike, it was uh, kind, of, kind of busy um, for 2020 standards, but uh, it was still enjoyable because I was able to take some time off from everything else I was doing and watch a good old faction uh, documentary series, which I will spoil. Yeah is was the weekly undertaking um, for this week?
1: I this week we watched documentary series because after the uh, popularity of Netflix's Tiger King Roar. uh we, yeah, we decided to actually start to dive into that world a little bit.
0: yeah, um, did, you, did you watch Tiger King, Alex? I didn't. I still haven't never seen it. And I probably will at some point out of curiosity.
1: Well, here's the thing. It's like I mean, Don't get me wrong. It is a wild story, but I I feel like it's it's being overblown because it is currently just the latest Netflix thing to be memeified. Of course, everybody's. I mean, the memes are kind of dying down now, so it's it's kind of less relevant at the time of this recording than it was a few weeks ago. Uh, But that's the only reason that I think there was any purpose to watch it. Um, it's just kind of sick to watch the the entire thing. No, totally. Uh,
0: finish. It actually just started. I think it just got started getting popular right, like, like during my last week of working at an office building, which mm-hmm. now I don't do much like yeah. most people. Um, but uh, right, I remember like my it, last week. It, the, that-
1: <laughs> the series dropped, I believe, if my memory serves me right. It dropped um, before everything started, but it dropped in March 2020. So uh, after everybody was locked at home for a very long time, people just were like, "All right, I'll watch this, I guess." Yeah, uh, and and it turned into a whole Mimi thing. And I'm sure if we're allowed to have Halloween, the only costumes we're gonna see are Carol Baskin and Joe
0: Exotic. We'll see. I mean that. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. At this rate, nothing else is really gonna happen this year. So yeah, we'll see. It, pretty much. Pretty um, much. Yeah, but
1: the, re- the reason I suggested this this undertaking because I watched Tiger King was kind of blown away by it. Uh, but I did some more research into it to find out that uh, the story was not quite as accurate as it made itself out to be, and that kind of disappointed me.
0: It's the sad um, truth to say that most documentaries aren't as like factual as they sell themselves as. Because they're trying to convey a specific message either for or against the thing that they're documenting.
1: Well yeah that's that's true but see here's the thing is like for most true crime documentaries at least, there's normally not really a pitch to it you know like if I watch a Ted Bundy documentary, I'm not gonna be I don't really want to hear Ted Bundy's side of things. I want to know what he was convicted of and how we caught the bastard you know um, and this very much was a true crime, documentary uh mainly about joe exotic though Mm -hmm. the everything was complicated because there are no good guys in this story uh (laughs) what do you know about this about the show alex from the memes just from the memes what, what is your interpretation of it
0: there are tigers and someone got eaten by something
1: yes okay So I feel the need to point out, yes, you're right, the entire thing is uh, this crazy guy, Joe Exotic, um, owns a lot of tigers in rural Oklahoma and is wildly irresponsible with them. And the documentary series starts out with uh, basically following Joe Exotic and trying to expose him for the crazy man that he is and uh, how ridiculous it is that these laws allow people to own these tigers for Shockingly low cost. It only costs like two or three thousand dollars to own a tiger. Wow. Um, and yeah, and it talks about him uh you know, basically lack of regulation, lack of treatment for them, and it kind of delves into him because he's also a drug dealer, he deals with meth, he's a gay polygamist. Uh, And it turns out later on in the series that his many husbands mostly are straight but are only married to him because he said the only way that they can get more meth is if they marry him. (laughs) Uh, So it is wild. And episode, I believe, two or three, you're right. There is a worker that has her arm ripped off of her body by a tiger. And they do not spend any time on it.
0: Nice. At all. Wow. It
1: happens for five minutes. And they're like, yeah, that shit happened. Anyway, moving on. Um, and eventually what it turns out is ha- happens is um as they're filming this whole expose on the on the unregulated tiger industry, uh, it turns out that Joe Exotic hires a hitman to take out a rival zoo owner in Florida. Uh, and he gets caught for that and is currently in jail because he hired a hitman. All right. Wow. So fucking wild story. But the thing that I noticed anyway, people um, memeing the most, and I feel this is kind of what really sent me back about it, is they take a break from that whole narrative about episode three to talk about Carol Baskin, who is Mm -hmm. the rival zoo owner that Joe exotic took out a hit on Um, because there is some very shady past, and the the documentary basically implies that she murdered her husband and fed him to the Tigers.
0: Yeah, that's the meme I've been seeing all over the place.
1: Yes. And she was never convicted of the crime. They basically labeled it a cold case. Um, they believe the official story is Carol's story, which is that late one night, he took a... Uh, a T- We're
0: going to cut around this because Mike just completely got... Removed from the entire. Oh, conversation. sorry. What,
1: what was the last thing I said?
0: Um, fuck. I don't know. You were bleeped out for like ten seconds.
1: Okay. Did I tell? Okay. So the official story about Carol Baskin's Baskin's husband, um, was that he got up in the middle of the night, got in a truck, drove to an airport, and flew to the Caribbean, but disappeared on his trip to the Caribbean, and uh, we just will never, never know how he died.
0: That's okay. Uh,
1: and the entire episode is basically poking holes in that talking about how carol baskin had a motive for the murder she uh she changed his will she benefited from his will she did this she did that she did the other thing and that episode is very very uh less it's not as accurate as it makes it seem um it i'll I'll just say that i honestly i don't think it's out of the question that she killed her husband, but it is nowhere near as sure thing as the as the, do- the docu series makes it out to be. Okay. So, in defense of Carol Baskin, I will say that the there is that her husband um, had well documented uh, dementia and Alzheimer's. He was suffering from that for a while, and the the docu series kind of glossed over that a lot. But that is a reasonable thing for to expect an als- uh, Alzheimer's victim to. Uh, undergo is they lose track of themselves quite frequently and they disappear and it's not out of the question that he got in the plane forgot where he was and crashed tragically but that's you know that's a pretty reasonable uh thing to have happened it's still a mysterious circumstance but it's not out of the question so i don't know um carol baskin might not be as guilty as the documentary makes it out to be. That's all I wanted to say.
0: All right. Um, I mean, I've I've never watched it. I really don't know anything about it, so I can't really speak to or against that claim, but I will listen yeah. and hear th- everything you already said. So, no, I, I listened and heard. You're good. The, you know, yeah.
1: So, basically, when I when I found that information out, I was distraught My faith in docu-series had been destroyed, and I was like, I'm going to go find a good one. And that's where this challenge came from.
0: I guess, yeah, that's exactly what happened. You told me you wanted to do a docu-series one, made the case as to why it's different from the documentary episode we already did, and now we're here. Fun. Mike's gone again. Still gone. We can't hear uh, you. Still can't hear you, Mike.
1: We're gonna. Uh, can you hear me now? Yeah, here it is. All right. Please edit that out. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, but regardless. So, uh, what docu series did you watch this week, Alex?
0: Yeah, it's funny enough. I didn't know Tiger King took place in Oklahoma uh, because the documentary that series that I watched also took place prominently in Oklahoma. Really? What documentary was that, Alex? It's called, hang on, I have to look at the name because I actually forgot what the name was. It's called uh, Wild Wild Country.
1: Wild Wild Country?
0: Yes, and it's about an open sex cult that took over a town in, what, what did I just say? Oklahoma. No, wait, Oregon. What
1: the fuck is up with Oklahoma? Holy shit.
0: Oh, wait, it might be Oregon. Something with an O.
1: Is it Oklahoma? Well, those are two very different parts of the country.
0: <laughs> yeah, this, this, uh, this fucking, this, this uh, thing saying Oregon, this uh, thing I have opened. but I watched like four out of the six episodes so far, and I could have sworn they said Oklahoma, but you know what? was, what's the, name? What was the name of it? Wild, wild country.
1: Wild, wild country. See, here's the benefit to uh, recording online is that we have access to the internet. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Wild, wild country is... Yeah, it yeah, is it, Oregon. It takes place in Oregon.
0: That's crazy to me because I've been watching this basically for a whole week and they talk about where the specific place is so much. I could have sworn every time they said Oregon, it was Oklahoma for some reason.
1: Well... I don't know what to tell you. According to Wikipedia, you're wrong, and Wikipedia never lied to me once. Well,
0: you know what? I'll I'll believe Wikipedia, and I'll also use this to say uh, my memory is actually kind of horrible. So uh, we'll I'll I'll explain to what what exactly this is. But you know, just uh, use use my recommendation as a summary and not a word for word truth, because I've also read that a few things in this, um documentary series are incorrect but again like i said that's most documentary series will get things wrong um but uh we will uh we'll see so are we ready all right
1: yeah tell me about wild wild country and the sex cult that happened in oklahoma oregon apparently
0: oregon cults mike i like cults. cults i think you know that i really enjoy learning about cults I, I have talked you away from more than one. Thanks, Mike, including one uh, the the one we started ourselves. But yeah. uh, but uh, here's the thing. I, I also we have to do a cult episode at some point because I love cults. Fair enough. <laughs> but this specific cult is uh, a docu series produced by Mark and Jay Duplis, and it tells the story of the New Age sex cult that attempted to take over an Oregon town with poison fire and manipulation. And that's that accusation is from one of the townspeople nearby. Uh, so, so wait, did they poison the town and light it on fire? Kind of. Let's talk. Let's get into this. Okay. So so uh, while this story mostly takes place in Oregon, apparently, the story <laughs> actually begins in India. So okay. there's this guy named Bhagwan. His full name is Bhagwan Sri... Ranesh and he was an Indian guru and he preached mainly about open sexuality which itself is not a bad thing I for one am very much of the opinion that you should be able to be happy and sexual if you so please and it's consensual and that's what he stood for at least you know yeah I mean that's
1: a more western ideology meaning like That'll that'll find more followers in America than it will in many other parts of the world.
0: A lot of people from the Americas and all over the world, really, did travel to India to live um, with Bhagwan in his um, attempting to burgeoning utopian uh, ideals in society and to learn about his spiritual teachings. Eventually, they got a little too big for India and Bhagwan was not really super cool with uh the uh the Indian government because, you know, of what he was preaching and also it, it is a cult.
1: Yeah. Um, true. So
0: they decided so were
1: they worshiping were they worshipping a
0: god of sexuality or something like that? They were worshiping him. Oh. That's usually oh, how, how cults go. The the guy who yeah. starts the cult is the one who places himself on top of it, you know, and he's like the yep. Leader, He didn't claim to be... I
1: see, I see no possible way that that could go wrong ever.
0: Yes. And, and the docu-series actually presents... Is actually very much like... Presents it from the side of the Bogwan And everyone who like follows him. Because they interview people who followed him. And like... Who are now like kind of out of that whole scene. But they were talking about their whole process through it. And just... So in the way they describe it in the, the first few episodes, like the cult actually sounds pretty good, like straight okay. up, like they're weird as fuck, but it sounds fun. Um, like,
1: OK, like fun or like healthy, because there's there, don't get me wrong, like I'm all for having fun. But if it's fun, that says, all right, you can have this fun if you don't talk to your mom ever again. Well, that that's a whole nother is Pro- that a problem? No,
0: you know? no see like here's another thing about this cult that kind of like threw me for a loop. It didn't seem nearly as it didn't have a lot of the staple cult things at least in the beginning. like there like there was no restriction keeping you from leaving the cult. you were free to go whenever you want with no strings attached. Um, you can come and go as you please. Um, you were not like forced to bow down and obey Bhagwan. People joined this cult because they were feeling down and out of luck as people usually are when they join cults and they go and they see this person and he is described as having one of the most loving and warm like stares that you can ever see that just makes you feel so incredible. And really, that's where he gets most people. It's just like literally people will be like, I saw him and I looked at him and I was hooked. I was there. And I never wanted to leave him again. <laughs> that was literally it.
1: How good looking is this man? That just one look is like, I'm never leaving you for the rest I mean, of my life.
0: If you look him up, like he's got a huge beard and he's got big eyes that do look very caring. It's very fascinating. You should look just look up wild, wild country and you should. He'll be one of the first pictures to come up. He looks All like right, a wild friendly wild ass country. dude. He looks like a guy you'd want to grab a beer with and like talk about your whole life with. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I can, I, I'm looking at him now, I can, he looks, he looks like a cult leader, I'm just gonna, No, I, no. like, no. I, I, I understand, like, looking at his picture now, if you showed the, me this picture and uh, you is told this me this man leader? is the head of, of a large cult, I'd say yeah, that adds up.
0: Yeah, no, um, I'm definitely not disagreeing with you, but he, like, I get, like, I can understand why people probably fell in love with this guy, especially when they're at kind of a low place.
1: Well, yeah, because that's when people are at their most vulnerable.
0: Exactly. But uh, he spent most of the 70s uh, in India recruiting his followers. Um, And then around 1981, they fell into conflict with the ruling party of India uh, and a few other traditional, uh, quote unquote, religious groups in the area. And uh, one assassination attempt later, um, Rajnash relocated to Oregon. In America. So they came here.
1: (laughs) Oregon, not Oklahoma. They tried Oklahoma and then it just didn't work. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's hilarious how I'm incorrect about things. It happens every day. I really think it is. It's fair. It's fair. I'm an idiot. Anyway, um, so there were plans initially uh, to open a commune with 2,000 of his followers and uh, just create this... Again, utopian society where everyone worked together and it was all beautiful and loving and peaceful and amazing, and it kind of all went very smoothly for them. They moved to this ranch. They went under construction. They all worked together. They 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 did it. They built up this uh, beautiful little uh, this beautiful commune outside the town of Antelope, and uh, they started uh, living there. And uh, that's kind of how, you know, this whole thing came into being, and it it gets kind of insane from here.
1: All right, so they, they move into this town.
0: Yes. So one of the main things, well, the, the main, like, aesthetic thing for these people is that everyone in the group is to wear... The color I'd call it like a red orange at all times. So, like, you'd wear like, you know, like a red gown or red shirt. Like, you just have to wear like a red orange coloring and then all times. And it's strangely beautiful looking at like group shots of people because it, like, they do sell it really well as like this utopian society where everyone's like in sync. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, probably like the main practice, or something that I think most people would remember, is the meditation sessions of uh, of uh, this this cult. And this is kind of where things get a little like too creepy for for me. Um, people are encouraged to let everything they're having in them out during meditation sessions. So it starts, you know, with some heavy breathing and some like like intense movements it's like you know the feeling when you just need to scream into a pillow yeah imagine that times like a Oh boy so like people are oh, like sh- shaking screaming like thrashing on the ground like of their own volition most people end up naked by the end of their meditation session
1: yeah i was gonna say that i, I can kind of see where this is headed
0: mm-hmm. there's a lot of sex a lot of sex. People are encouraged during,
1: to. Typically during these meditations.
0: No, just all the time. Um, people and just
1: whenever they get a chance. I see. Yes,
0: it's it's just the uh, it's the way of of Bhagwan. Anyway, um, aside from this, they uh, also are very much into the practice of um, nudity, just being naked at all times. It's not a thing to be ashamed of for. For the cult, it's just like, you know, it's just part of who you are.
1: After I mean, all, I kind of get it. If everybody in the, in the cult has uh, has has seen you that way already, why would you even bother?
0: Yeah, I agree. Like, once you go noodle, <clears throat> you never say skedoodle. That works. Noodle skedoodle. Noodle skadoodle.
1: You know what, Alex? I think you are on your way to starting a sex cult of your own with talk
0: like that. I'm working on it, Mike. That's the dream right there. <laughs> Rajnesh's followers lived on the ranch and worked for free, and they worshipped him. Uh, They dressed in bright orange-red robes. To say that they stood out amongst the conservative Oregonians was an understatement. Now, the most interesting thing about the first sort of interactions between the people of this cult and the the people of the town of Antelope, which is, like, right next door, it's... Mm -hmm. Like it's like night and day. You have like these like kind of off-putting like people dressed in like orange and red, and like they're always just like so happy, and they're just like walking around. Like they look brainwashed in the footage. It's fascinating. Um, uh uh-huh. But kind of what upset upset me the most is that the main thing that everyone in the town of Antelope had a problem with about this cult is the fact that they were all having sex before marriage. And I was like, cool.
1: That is not the weirdest part of what you just described.
0: I understand I agree with you that there is a problem blooming here, but that's not the fucking issue.
1: (laughs) <laughs> there are people rainwashed walking by you, and your main concern is that they don't have a wedding ring?
0: They are having sex. That was, like, the big, like, first red flag for all of the people of Antelope, which is fascinating. I mean, look,
1: don't get me, don't get me wrong. Like, it, it, you do whatever you want. Find my me. That, that's that's okay. But I, I will say that if people say their main personality trait is premarital sex, that would also set off some bells in my mind.
0: Uh-huh no it's definitely even though I don't agree with their reason for being concerned their being concerned was very much appropriate for what was going to come
1: okay cool
0: cool yes so what was going to happen or what uh, started happening uh, after a while um, Bhagwan's like right hand woman like his secretary her name was uh, her last name was Sheila I forget her like full name but everyone called her Sheila um and she was sort of the like the face of the whole cult like Bagwan would come out for like the prayer sessions and to address the whole community and it would be like these big events where he'd come and say hello and like greet people and like kiss them and they'd all like freak out and and such but sheila was like day-to-day operation stuff ah sheila yeah (laughs) so she was the the two never agreed
1: that's such a, that's such a, a secretary name. Too, it's interesting, like, right? Listen, it is. Sheila Sheila's the one that deals with all of that. I can't.
0: It is. Oh man. <laughs> so the so with uh, Sheila uh, in charge, like she very much was interested in expansion, um, and she thought the best way to do it would be in, by getting into local government, specifically in the town of Antelope. And they basically wanted to, yeah, take over this town. And the way oh, they did it was very fascinating. So they tried a few things. Uh, the first group, uh, the first thing they tried was a small group headed by Sheila, went to poison grocery stores in uh, in the area.
1: Oh, yeah. that As one does as any kind of uh, political yes. campaign kickoff. Specifically. <laughs> Listen. Listen, the day that I was at the po- at uh, Joe Biden's poisoning ceremony, that was one of the happiest days of my life, let me tell you. <clears throat> awesome. Oh, God, that's... So, wait, they just
0: went in and started, like, poisoning cabbages or whatever? Here's exactly what happened. They... Ugh, excuse me. They went to poison grocery stores, specifically in the Dales, which is a city with an open county seat. They're trying to take over the county. Um, okay. And they were trying to give people salmonella so they could get people to stay home with during like election day. Plan didn't work too well.
1: I'm sorry. That is horrible, but also that is actually kind of really funny.
0: It's hilarious and you can you laugh at like, it cuz that was not successful. Win?
1: How do we win this how do we win these seats? Well, Sheila, have you can cons- listening to the concerns of the public and addressing those concerns in a productive manner fuck it they can't vote if they're vomiting the entire night <laughs> Given them someone
0: else it's fascinating because you have to remember the the commune had like 2000 people in it um, mm-hmm. and most of those people were like good to go and vote and they were all gonna vote for like the people who were like a part of this cult that were running yeah. um, so, so they already have a good people chance people? Sorry, how many people were in Antelope? Antelope, like very not a lot. I think like the day eventually came to uh, to vote to change the name of Antelope to Ranesh Rajnesh, and the vote I think was like fifty five to forty. It oh was, like, wow! It was something small. It was like a really small thing, but eventually so he- the town of Antelope changed its name to Rajnesh, and like the cult took over this town.
1: That is insane to me. First of all, that they even employed the poisoning strategy. They only need to convince like ten people from the sounds of it, and they just were just like, "Now we're going to poison." Them well, this this sure. was
0: this was for a town. Um, the poisoning plan was for to getting a seat on the county, like on the county uh, city council, not city council, oh, county council, whatever it was. Gotcha. Um, but this is just for something smaller. Um, the biggest thing they did though was um. The group sent buses all over the U.S. um, to find homeless people and basically bring them back and be like, this can be your home and you can live here and you can have a good life. And All right.
1: That's concerning. All right. It is a little
0: concerning. But the thing is, like, at least for the beginning, they do follow through and they give these people food, shelter, water, a good life compared to what they were getting from where they were it was like a no brainer for them. It was like, yeah, I'm going to go with these people who are going to keep me under my roof and make me feel like I belong somewhere. And well, yeah,
1: but that's also, that's also very much cult Like thinking is like, make the people depend on you. Well, who can we get to depend on us? The people that are desperate. And so don't get me wrong. It's good that they're feeding and sheltering these people. That's awesome. But at the same time, if it's like, you have to live in this weird sex cult if you want this food and this shelter and this drink. Um, even if that's not the reality, just to make them think that they have to participate in order to actually get the food.
0: that's a whole that's a whole different issue. Now, I'm not saying that their their motives were justified. I'm saying that a good thing came from a from a like wish for like furthering power. Um, I hear you. But anyway, they they busted a bunch of homeless people until the commune got very big and the town got big and people started like really busting around. Um, let's see. So after that, uh, the group also allegedly poisoned Wasco County Commissioner Bill Hulse by offering him contaminated water on a hot day, taken to a hospital where he stayed for four days. Afterwards, he publicly stated that the uh, the sand uh, the People poisoned him. Uh, Well, it sounds like they did. Yeah. After that, they went to contaminating restaurants in the dales again. Many fell ill. When a group finally fined for illegally wiring tents in preparation for a festival, they poisoned city officials as well. They did a lot of poisoning.
1: Yeah, that seems to be their M.O. They seem
0: to they seem to have sex and poison people. That that's that seems to be part of this cult. Uh huh. Um but this is kind of where things started to get take a turn for inside the cult, where Sheila started to become a little more paranoid because people were looking into this shit more. Uh, and she kind of started to kick out some of the homeless people who were actively disagreeing or protesting against her decisions um, into the streets of the nearby areas. And these people were just stranded in Oregon. And now, like, Oregon has a huge homeless problem <laughs> Which is just so, which is such a strange byproduct of this whole situation.
1: Yeah, you can say that. You can, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, I agree. Um, So, I did not finish this uh, documentary, but. Uh, oh, you didn't? N- not yet. I'm definitely going to because it was fantastic.
1: Oh, I want to know what happened.
0: You wanted to know what happened Mike? Well, you may I have did. to watch it for yourself. Uh it is fascinating. Um I will tell you that from what I've seen so far, um a few of the You know what? Actually, I'm not going to spoil it cuz mainly I don't know how to talk about this without um talking about this. Eventually Sheila tried like kind of escaped from uh this place once she kind of betrayed Bagua.
1: I mean, Oh wait, what happened to Bagwa? Wait,
0: yeah, oh, wait, hold on.
1: When did when did he lose control of these people that were traveling all over the world to have sex with him? And how did Sheila take over? You kind of glossed over that detail.
0: No, he didn't. She never took over. She was still like in servitude to him. Oh yeah, she was in love with him, but he wasn't fe- he wasn't having that. But she did. She was doing everything for him. Like she was never like she never took over the cult for herself. Oh my god. Like she was still very oh. much doing everything for So him. she was
1: just pulling the strings. She was she was the real leader, but he was the one that uh
0: He was the he's the guy above her who like He he has like the final say on everything, but he also mm-hmm. trusted her for most of the cult's lifespan to make a lot of the everyday decisions without directly consulting him unless it was super important. Gotcha. Gotcha. And she also like went on a lot of talk shows and talked about like talked about the cult and like that their plans were. And she's super sassy and confident. And it was very entertaining to see her interact with the uh, <laughs> people outside because she didn't give, she gave zero fucks.
1: Did she admit to poisoning the town? I'm I'm still like in shock, but that was what she organized.
0: I think she admits it now, but uh, I think back then, no, you got to watch it, man. <laughs> It's it's like, I mean,
1: I would, I would hope so at the time, just like <laughs> the police are just like, hey, did you uh, poison this stuff? And she's just like, yeah, what are you going to do about it? And he's dead. Nothing happened. I I mean, don't get me wrong, would not put it past her. But that's that's I don't know. That's really funny to me. Yeah, it's kind of I mean, it's horrific. It's terrifying. But also, oh, my God,
0: it's just amazing to me because this happened right after the Jonestown incident um, where over 900 people. Uh, died by mass suicide like Mm -hmm. in like i think it's just south of the u.s border and everyone was like on high alert cult status and this still like got way too far
1: yeah i can imagine that i mean i don't don't get me wrong i don't even know what you can do to break up this cult but that is it's kind of concerning yeah
0: it, it is it's it's a strange phenomenon and honestly i still don't know if there's like a great way to deal with cults because it really right. walks a line on like freedom of religion mm-hmm. but also like it, it's just so hard to to pin down and like legally yeah yeah the, uh, uh,
1: like... the line is yeah it, you're you're entirely right the, you the line between a small religion and a cult is so small that it's yeah. You gotta I mean, catch I think it's him. safe to say when you're talking into, when you're talking people into, uh, you know, poisoning the large number of people, that's a good sign you're crossing a line somewhere. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah. other than that, it's kind of hard to,
0: to distinguish. Yeah. You really got to ch- catch him doing something horrible in order to take them down anyway that's wild wild country i would recommend it it's a good watch it's a long series even though there are only six episodes each one's probably like an hour and a half
1: oh wow that is long
0: so it's a it's a long watch but it's 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 a good thing to it's a good thing to watch through i would uh i'm i'm finishing it when i can All right. so mike why don't you tell me about your uh documentary series because uh, uh i'm tired of talking
1: that's fair Um, I watched a much shorter one than you. I watched uh, a docu-series that's also on Netflix. This one's called uh, Don't Fuck With Cats. Oh, Uh, yeah,
0: I've heard about this one. My dad told me to watch this. I had not heard about it at all. And I was just scrolling
1: through the docu-series section on Netflix, and this is the one that caught my eye.
0: Yes, I know know what this one entails, but I'll let you tell it to me because I still haven't watched it.
1: Okay, well, let me say, going in blind, this fucking... (laughs) took me for a loop it's Holy kind of shit.
0: intense yeah
1: yeah um okay so don't fuck with cats it's spelled uh well we don't know if it's don't fuck with cats it's don't f asterisk asterisk k with cats and you know there could be a lot of other so it could be
0: don't they're... like don't fork don't, don't fork with cats don't don't funk. don't, uh, don't fuck don't with cats
1: with cats don't uh don't fook with cats i don't know it, does, it could be anything um don't feek with cats that's my favorite that's a um, really
0: good bit mike
1: thank you i stand by it mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh don't fuck with cats it's a it's a three part docu series it's very quick each one is uh like about an hour each wow that's um, pretty short and yeah it starts out with uh this um this uh i don't even know how to describe them besides how they describe themselves Internet nerds. Uh, this one woman named Deanna uh, basically talks about, like, you know, on the internet, there's a lot of fun cat videos out there and fun, cute animal videos. That's one of the staples of the uh, of the internet, is you can watch cute cats and cute animals doing a lot of fun stuff.
0: Absolutely. Um,
1: and there are a lot of rules of the internet, but the one unspoken rule that is referred to as as uh, rule zero. Is don't fuck with cats. Ah,
0: um, yes. I'm only familiar with Rule Thirty Four.
1: Really, which one is that, Alex? I don't want to say it. <laughs> okay, well, well, that'll be another mystery for another day. Um, wait, do you uh, not know what? Do you not know Rule Thirty Four? You're breaking up. Anyway, so don't fuck with cats. Okay. Basically, um, doesn't want to talk What, about
0: what ended up happening
1: is uh, this this, I forget how she found this this uh the main woman uh, Deanna who goes by the screen name, uh, body moving, uh, which I love. Nice. Um, and, uh, but, but essentially she comes across basically a snuff film, um, of this guy whose face is hidden, um, torturing and killing cats. He, he, uh, yeah, I will say this is TVMA. They don't show the full video. They don't show the really gruesome parts but you see part of the video so that you kind of get a gist of what's happening. Um, essentially the first video is this guy putting young kittens into a, into a vacuum seal bag and then vacuuming out the air. Uh, it is horrific. Um, and it's so horrible that a group of people, um, form a Facebook group dedicated to figuring out who this fucker is that did this thing. Um, so they can bring him to justice. Uh, and the logic being that, like, sure, this is on YouTube, but I can't, you know, if I live in in San Francisco, I can't call the police about a YouTube video that is probably against the law mm-hmm. because there's no guarantee that guy is in San Francisco. They, this guy could be in in uh, South Africa or or uh, or Russia or China for all I know. Um, so it's it's a whole thing of like trying to track down where exactly this guy is so they can contact the police and and uh, get him and get him bring him to justice and yeah it is and it is fascinating how these these uh these people do it because they literally they comb through every aspect of the video they find like an outlet that's in the that's in the video for maybe a frame and they're like okay well this outlet doesn't exist in Europe, and that narrows it down to these five, five countries. Oh, and there's a vacuum that's only sold—that's only sold in these three countries. So we've narrowed it down even further. It's—it is incredible how how dedicated these people were to
0: hunting this guy. That's wonderful. Uh, I mean, yeah. they, got, they did catch um, him in the end. I'm sure. Um, say say it again. I'm sure they caught him in the end because I mean the name of the well name.
1: it it kind of gets fucky um, because he what he ended up doing was he found the page very clearly. He found the page, um, because he started making more snuff videos, killing cats. And, uh, every, um, video that he put out, put, he put into the video, a little Easter egg for the people that were chasing him. Oh shit. Um, yeah. Like he would, and like, um, if they latched onto, um, a, a like an outlet i, I forget an, an exact example example but if they latched onto a lamp let's say that told, tells us okay well that tells us he's on the east coast he would purposefully fuck with the lamp in such a way that it would make it clear that that's not where he is and he just would continue like leaving them clues just to be like oh you idiots i don't want to get caught but make the chase interesting uh
0: uh-huh.
1: um it was horrifying uh and yeah, in the three-part documentary, i uh, spoiler alert. Eventually, they do catch the guy, but it gets so fucky. It gets so um, scary and and real for all of these people. Like, um, uh, I'm gonna spoiler alert for this for this docu series. I'm I'm gonna spoil a little bit. At one point, the uh, the body moving uh, worked at a. Uh, Like as a data analyst at a casino in Las Vegas, Mm -hmm. and the guy posted a video from that same casino. So he was clearly saying, "Body, I know where you. I know where you live. I know where you are." And that, God, that's it was just so fucking. That's got to
0: be horrifying.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was like I said, I went into this not knowing anything. I was just like, "Oh, this is a fun name. I'll watch this series." And (laughs) holy. It was like I was I was scared for her, even though she was giving the uh, the information right in right in front of me. I was I was you know I was scared. Um, so yeah, it's a hunt for this guy, and as I'm sure you know, Alex, because we've talked about serial killers before on this podcast. Torturing and killing animals is a huge indicator that someone might be a serial killer, especially as a kid. Yeah, that they're going down that path.
0: Yes, definitely.
1: Yeah. So that was like, don't get me wrong. You want to stop it so that you can stop the cats from being killed, but uh, broader than that, you want to stop him before he starts moving to people. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's a great story of like like I said, just these these online um, these online amateur nerds that just started doing some real detective work, and they also. They also touched on what I think was really interesting. They touched on an aspect that um, would have been very easy to gloss over of a lot of people that, uh, well, you know, Internet rage isn't always well placed. (laughs) Um, I think back to the Boston bombing in particular where people on Reddit and people on 4chan and all these places, well-intentioned people, but were like trying to search through the crowds of people um e- immediately after the bombing to to figure out who the pe- the person that did it was and they did not successfully do it and, and the process ended up ruining a lot of people's lives and bringing a lot of hardship to their families uh, so there is a very negative aspect because not everyone on the internet is smart internet rage is very very uh untargeted it's just kind of i want to see someone bleed and i want to see it now Mm -hmm. um you see this with cancel culture for sure but in when you're dealing with an actual crime it just gets that much worse because god only knows who can um who can who could actually suffer and maybe even go to jail for this thing um and they touch on that there is a new york based i think it's a reality show called rescue inc where these bikers with uh huge muscles and huge tattoos uh go around new york city in the tri-state area and fuck up animal abusers and <laughs> wow first of all an amazing concept for a reality tv show i yeah. buy that 10 times out of 10
0: sounds of fun. But yeah.
1: yeah but they kind of fucked up on this one because they found the video tweeted it out to their huge support staff which or their huge um fan base and uh those people dove in, took the wrong hook, and ended up, you know, finding the wrong guy who was just a troll kind of looking for attention, took credit for the video when he had nothing to do with it.
0: And then he got um, attention. Say it again? And then I'm sure he got a lot of attention.
1: He did. Actually, unfortunately, the guy ended up committing suicide. Oh. Um, and it's – the guy had suffered from depression for a very, with, for a very long time, so it's – I'm not saying that this group was responsible for this in any way, shape, or form. Uh, I'm just saying that it didn't help. The guy needed attention in a very specific way, and it gave, the, it gave the, this internet outrage gave him a flood of information in exactly the wrong way. So I think that uh, it, it's it's very dangerous trying to hunt someone down on online mm-hmm. um. And I don't recommend it at all. Like, don't be a hero. Don't be an internet sleuth. Uh, But, yeah. I mean, these people were successful. And their story is fascinating and incredible.
0: Well, that sounds wonderful, Mike. And it it is incredible that that was able to happen. And I definitely... I've been wanting to watch that series for a while and just have never gotten around to it because I'm terrible. But... uh, I'll well, it's, it is that. intense.
1: It is very, very intense. But I, I highly recommend it.
0: Excellent, and I thank you for telling me about it and spoiling the whole thing rotten. Just kidding. No, I, know. I did not. Yeah, I
1: did not. Here's the thing: everything I said is in episode one. Not even halfway through episode one. All I right. I did not spoil a damn thing about this about this show. Well,
0: there you maybe go, the everyone.
1: First, maybe the first half hour, forty minutes. But like, you can <laughs> watch the rest of it.
0: Perfect. Well, thank you, Mike. I appreciate that. Yeah. I I've learned from you, Alex. Yes, and that is excellent. Well, we talked about our uh, docu series. I think we both had an interesting time, and uh, I'm sure we both are a little bit more fucked up for watching what we saw.
1: We sure are great. Um, the only thing I, else, other thing I will say is that I like that docu series um, are able to delve into things. In a much more detailed way than documentaries have the opportunity to, just because of length. Yeah.
0: You have more time to look into specifics and talk about more angles and more people, and just, yeah, I completely agree.
1: Yeah. All right. Are we done? I'm done. All right. Let's play that pick and bucket song. Time to pick from the bucket. Time to pick from the bucket
0: it now i pulled it
1: All right, Alex, what'd you pick
0: i pulled it it's called oh well i guess we can rename it probably the cult episode we didn't just <laughs> come up episode. with this yeah wow yeah what
1: a, what a coincidence that we pulled right. episode.
0: i literally asked if we could do a cult episode earlier in this episode so that's yeah fun. you know what it's it's we could drop the act this as, one time. As we
1: mentioned to several, several times before, it's kind of hard to pick from the pick and bucket because we had a lot of challenges in there that dealt with the outside world. <laughs> yeah. Um, so now we kind of have to um cater our episodes until the end of this quarantine stay-at-home mess. Um. We have to cater our episodes to stuff that is reasonable for us to do indoors. Yes. Uh, so
0: a lot of that will be research-based. Uh, like yeah. this one. And the cult episode is all about researching a specific cult and bringing back, you know, information about that cult.
1: Yeah. Uh, historical. I mean, if you want to find a cult that's actually out there right now and then do an expose on them, that would be a good you uh, boom for this podcast. But I don't recommend that.
0: No, I don't um, want to piss off any existing cults. Are you kidding me? I don't want to put a target on my back. I'm going for a yeah, cult that's exactly. long dead.
1: We don't want to be we don't wanna be have our grocery store poisoned. That would be awful. Exactly. Um, but yeah, we'll be we'll be researching some cults. So if that's interesting to you, then we have that for you next week. Huzzah.
0: Huzzah. And that's it. That's what All we're right. doing.
1: All right. I I guess I'll just sign out then. Thank you guys so much for listening to the weekly undertaking this is the 92nd episode of the weekly undertaking and uh we have 91 other episodes for your listening pleasure thank you guys so much for supporting us so far uh and we just want to see this podcast grow so leave a rate leave a review because that really does help and brings so many other people to this mess that we call a podcast uh, if you liked us, please subscribe to us on whatever podcasting forum you're listening to us on. You found us once. Make sure you can find us again. Uh, we have two artists that help us do our podcast. We have Adam Rudy, who does the music, and Winston Jesus who does the podcast cover art. Their information is in the description below. Show them some love and give them a like and a follow. Um, we have our information in the description below, too, uh, as with our uh, links to, this, uh, to the documentaries, uh, to the docu-series, rather, uh, referenced in this podcast. Uh, we hope that you enjoyed this episode. We hope that you are staying safe. Um, and
0: that's all I have. So until next week, don't forget to challenge yourself. And do chickens dance? Do chickens dance? I don't know. I was looking it up. Well, I was looking up the lyrics to the chicken dance song. There are no
1: lyrics to the chicken dance song. (laughs) It's, um, do you want to be a chicken? I don't want to be a chicken. I don't want to be a duck. So I shake my butt. Yeah, that's that's what
0: I thought it was, but I needed to double check. And then I eventually, I just scrolled down and then I saw the question, do chickens dance? And try something new. Bye.
1: I'm glad we end this podcast on a quality note every single time.